Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Larry O'Connor in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. If you listened yesterday, you heard Mark gave you a heads up that uh, he was out today. He'll be back on Monday. I'm in, and I want to I talk about talk radio with you today, actually. I know it's a little meta. The kids like to call this meta. When you're doing a talk radio show, and you're hosting a talk radio show, and you're listening to a talk radio show, and the topic is talk radio, but bear with me. Because I think that a lot of people uh, in my industry, by the way, even within my company, and certainly people in the media in general, they sort of lost sight as to why we even exist. And thankfully, thankfully, the corporate media, the legacy media, the mainstream media, the non-talk radio media that was first exposed by the legendary Rush Limbaugh over 30 years ago, thus creating this modern advent of this incredible medium that we love and we use and we rely on. The mainstream legacy corporate-owned media once again today gives you the perfect reason why we exist. And that is the conspiracy. And yes, that's right, I'll say it. It is a conspiracy that existed around the silencing and the censorship of the Hunter Biden story during the 2020 presidential election. And it is all coming home to roost now. Oh, it's okay. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's 17 months after the election, so it's fine for you now to get the truth. Now you're allowed to learn the truth, says the New York Times. Now you can be trusted with the truth because it's, it's far enough away from the presidential election. If you had the truth at the time, you might have done something reckless, like vote for the person that they didn't want you to vote for. So you couldn't be trusted with the truth. Now, this is an important story. We're going to examine it. We're going to tell you what they said at the time. We're going to tell you what corporate-owned mainstream legacy media said about Hunter Biden before Joe Biden was the nominee, because that's very enlightening. See, they didn't have to protect him during the primaries. It was only when he was the nominee that he had to be protected. And we'll remind you of that. And then we'll tell you what they're saying today. We'll tell you what Team Biden is saying today about this story. And we'll tell you this because it reminds us all why this is so vital. What Mark Levin does here every night, 6 to 9 Eastern Standard or Daylight Time, depending on what time of the year you're in. It is vital. And it's a good reminder as to why we do what we do. And when I say we, I don't mean we hosts or we radio stations, we producers and call screeners, and we corporations that own these radio stations. No, when I say we, I include myself with you as a listener, as someone who relies on talk radio. We are all you've got on days like this and in times like this. It is the last place where the First Amendment still exists. 
the amendment of the Constitution, the first one, the most important one that does not exist for reporters. It does not exist for newspaper publishers. It does not exist for website owners. And no, it doesn't exist for corporations who own radio stations. It exists for we, the people. Everything in that document of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is written for we, the people. I know that because it's the first words of the dang thing. Why do we have a First Amendment? Why do we have freedom of speech? You think James Madison and Alexander Hamilton, not the hip-hop Broadway Alexander Hamilton, I mean the real guy. You think George Washington, do you think they all debated throughout that year in the late 18th century in foul, fetid, fuming, foggy, filthy Philadelphia to craft a constitution that protected a handful of reporters and journalists? They didn't even know what journalists were at that time. The First Amendment wasn't for reporters. It wasn't for for television news anchors. It wasn't for the publishers of the New York Times. The First Amendment is, was, and always has been and always will be about you. Because you, as a citizen, making a decision about who should be your elected representative, needs to get the truth unfettered, unfiltered, unmolested, and uncensored by the government. That's why it exists. And this news cycle, this Hunter Biden media conspiracy news cycle from today that stretches all the way back over two years, it is the perfect example as to why we exist still, barely in some cases, But we in talk radio still exist for you, for the truth. And you need to let everyone know that. Because can I tell you something? There is a war against this medium. There is a war against talk radio. There is a war against the truth. There is a war against unfettered, unfiltered, candid expression of opinion and facts and truth. And if you don't step up, and stand by the likes of Mark Levin. Stand by your favorite radio host on this very station, your favorite talk radio station. If you don't stand up for us, there will be no one left. Now, I want to walk you through this Hunter Biden story. And yes, I'll say it again. It is a conspiracy. By every definition of the term, it is a conspiracy. Oh, there goes talk radio talking about conspiracy theories. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about a conspiracy theory. I'm talking about a conspiracy fact. And they revealed it all themselves this week because they think it's fine. They think it's safe. Oh, that Hunter Biden laptop, those emails, that conflict of interest, that corruption, those lies, that obfuscation. Eh, doesn't matter now our guy won we're going to lay it all out here we're going to walk through it you're going to hear exactly what they said then and what they're saying now and you're going to join this conversation again the other reason why they fear talk radio they fear us so much because of this last part 877-381-3811 this is about you and your voice gets to be heard. You ever want to pick up the phone and call in live to George Stephanopoulos and call him the partisan hack that he is? Of course you do. And you'll never get to. 
The only time they get close to it is where they do this Potemkin village stagecraft town hall meetings where they pretend like the great unwashed masses just stand up and raise their hand and they bring a microphone over to them like Phil Donahue back in the day and say, go ahead, what's your question? And they're all pre-screened. Sometimes they're pre-written by the producers of that network. Sometimes they're already run by and screened through with the politician themselves. That's not free speech. And that's not you participating in any sense of an open forum. This is the last true bastion of First Amendment free communications unfettered by corporations or governments. It's talk radio. That's why we're here. And unless you celebrate it and participate in it and defend it, I'm telling you, it's going to go away. 877-381-3811. In light of this Hunter Biden conspiracy story with the media, I want you to have your voice heard and you let everyone know why talk radio is so vital to you. What you hear here that you won't hear anywhere else and why it remains your favorite vehicle to get the news delivered. 877-381-3811. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin and I want to remind you that Mark Levin this Sunday, by the way, on Life, Liberty, and Levin, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, an incredible blockbuster show with Benjamin Netanyahu, the former longtime prime minister of our most important ally in the world, Israel, and Representative Michael Waltz, former Green Beret. Uh, uh, is he a Green Beret or a Ranger? I'm so sorry if I, I misidentified his designation in the United States Army. He served overseas. He served in combat. He's now a congressman out of Florida, and he's one of the last remaining voices there in the Republican Party actually speaking the truth. So that's this Sunday's show with Life, Liberty, and Levin. I want to take you back. Let, let's start at the beginning, shall we? It's a very good place to start. Uh, this is a news report from ABC News. And this is, and this is critically important, this is June 2019. June 2019. Why is that important? Well, because this is in the middle of the primary season. Joe Biden was not the nominee for the Democratic uh, nomination for president. This is at a time when most of the people in the mainstream media, most of the action in the political left, most of the activity, most of the fundraising, most of the energy was behind either Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or even laughably Kamala Harris and Beto O'Rourke. This is before Barack Obama picked up the phone and told everyone to drop out and solidify around Joe Biden. Okay, That didn't happen until like February of 2020 or March of 2020. So this is when Joe Biden was fair game. This was when Joe Biden was a target to be taken out by the by the even more extreme leftward voices in the Democratic Party. They wanted to get rid of him. So, of course, ABC News was able to do this report. I want you to listen to this news report from ABC News, and you tell me where this news report is today now that this man is president of the United States and leader of the free world. Tell me where this news report was the month before the presidential election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, because then all the news reports were, wow, what flavor ice cream are you eating today, Joe? Or, or all the news reports today are, hey, I, yeah, oh, I want to talk about Russia and Ukraine. Oh, no, 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 not as it pertains to your son and his conflict of interest. No, 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 I, I, I want to know why Vladimir Putin's responsible for our gas prices. Please explain it to us, Joe. That, that's the report they'll do now. But here's what they did then. 
Dave, good morning to you. This is actually an issue Joe Biden has been dealing with since 2014, but it's come up again because he's now running for president. Republicans, including President Trump, are trying to hammer Biden over this. At issue, was Hunter Biden profiting off his dad's work as vice president, and did Joe Biden allow it? We're talking about millions of dollars in at least two countries. Mr. Vice President, Tom Yamas with ABC News. How you doing? Got a quick question for you. It's a question we tried to ask repeatedly. Can, can, can we ask you about Ukraine and China? But kept getting blocked. Questions about foreign deals his son Hunter Biden pursued. My father, Joe Biden. In countries where Joe Biden was working as America's top diplomat. In 2014, Ukrainians, sick of corruption, revolted. Vice President Joe Biden went to Kiev to help the new government. You have to fight the cancer of corruption. But then something strange happened. Just three weeks later, a Ukrainian natural gas company, Burisma, accused of corruption, appoints Hunter Biden, seen here in their promotional videos, to their board of directors, paying his firm more than a million dollars a year. Hunter, a lawyer who had just been discharged from the Navy Reserves for testing positive for cocaine. Mr. Hunter Biden. He had served on other boards, but had no known experience in Ukraine or natural gas. We went to Kiev and found even among Joe Biden's supporters in Ukraine, Hunter's hiring was troubling. All right, now we'll continue with this in a minute, but this is June of 2019. June, now, if, if I had put together this report for my home radio station where I'm here every morning on WMAL in Washington, D.C., in the nation's capital, where I do our morning show there, if I did that report maybe two weeks before the presidential election, oh, there'd be red flags everywhere. I'd be getting canceled. I'd be getting canceled by, by, these, by these idiots who just sit there all day long, partisan hacks who get paid by, by so-called nonprofit organizations, or in some cases, they get paid by political parties and political campaigns to listen to talk radio and then write a letter complaint, letter-writing campaign to the owners of the radio station saying, oh, I can't believe you got a guy on the air saying these things. And then, oh, I would have been under threat for my job. Because then there was an agenda. We had to get Joe Biden across the finish line. We had to drag his feeble corpse across that finish line, anything to keep Donald Trump from being president. I'm going to let you hear more of this in a minute. It's really enlightening, isn't it? Hearing how they addressed this story when Joe Biden was still trying to get the nomination and then knowing that the that the hardcore evidence of Hunter Biden's nefarious dealings were discovered a month before Election Day by the New York Post on a laptop and it was literally censored. It was removed from every news outlet. No one would talk about it. No social media company would allow you to even link to the New York Post. They said that it was Russian disinformation. In fact, they accused you, if you repeated these stories, of being an agent of the Russian government. Boy, where have I heard that before? And now this week, buried in the 20th paragraph of a New York Times article about Hunter Biden and about the FBI investigation into the president's son, buried there in the 20th paragraph, there's a reference to that very laptop saying, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is real evidence. Oh, yeah, this is legitimate. And you wonder why they have their sights set on talk radio. You wonder why they are looking for any little legitimate or illegitimate reason to take us off the air. Because we 
so far up until now have been able to tell you the truth. And we have on this story and many others. But there is a conspiracy here. There is a very real conspiracy that was revealed this week. It is a conspiracy amongst media outlets. For whatever purpose, I know I don't care about motive. You figure that out. I, that's unimportant to me as much as the facts. And the facts are they silence people and silence stories and get people fired for telling the truth. And this is the perfect example of it. So you better step up. It's time to hear from you right here on the Mark Levin Show. How important is talk radio? How important is this radio station you're listening to right now for your news and information? How important is it to you and your First Amendment? 877-381-3811. Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin at 877-381-3811. And uh, I talked myself right into the break here with this because, I, as you can tell, so passionate about this, about this story, about getting the truth to you, about getting you informed on what's going on. This White House and this media continue to lie about this story. And now that the New York Times has thrown you a bone in the 20th paragraph this week saying, oh, yeah, 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 that whole Hunter Biden thing, I guess it is a, a real story. Where, where people lost their jobs over repeating this story back during the presidential election. And now we're all supposed to forget about it? Well, I want you to hear what Joe Biden said then when he was struggling to get the Democratic nomination. I've been playing this extraordinary report from ABC News in July of 2019, back when it didn't matter, back when they were trying to take Biden out to make way for Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris. I'll tell you what they said then. I'll tell you what Biden promised to do about Hunter Biden's international dealings then. And then I'll tell you what they're saying today. Your White House, what they're saying. And we'll hear from you. 877-381-3811. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document. But only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and
and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Liberty's Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin. You just heard the phone number. I won't insult your intelligence by repeating it to you. And besides, the lines are jammed. You can't get in. But we're talking about the vital need for talk radio right now in this era more than ever. As we are under assault, we are threatened at every turn. They're trying to keep us quiet. They're trying to shut us down. And this is the exact reason why. This story is the perfect example. Imagine if we lived in a world where you had to only rely on the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN to get you your news and information. Why do they go after talk radio? Why do they want to silence Mark Levin? Why do they want to silence the radio station that you're listening to right now? They want to pull advertising from it. They want to intimidate the corporations that own these companies. They want to lie to them. They want to get letter-writing campaigns. They want to pretend like there's outrage over what you're saying, even though we actually are doing very well as a business. Why do they want to silence it? Because they don't want you to have an alternate way to get information. They want a monopoly on it because when you have a monopoly on the truth, then you, as the electorate, you will do what they tell you to do. And that's why the First Amendment exists. That's why the First Amendment exists. And this is the perfect example. The Hunter Biden media conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy fact. A conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something either harmful or unlawful. This was probably both. How many lives were ruined because they shared a New York Post article about Hunter Biden? How many reporters were threatened over this by looking into this story? And I take you back once again. This is June of 2019. This is ABC News back when Biden was just a candidate for the nomination where they actually did this story. They hunted him down. They talked to people in Ukraine. They talked to people in China. Remember that, by the way, China. In fact, here, I'll let you listen to a little part of the China report. His name happened in China. This video shows Chinese diplomats greeting Vice President Biden as he arrived in Beijing in December of 2013. Right by his side, his son Hunter. Less than two weeks later, Hunter's firm had new business, creating an investment fund in China involving the government-controlled Bank of China. With reports, they hope to raise $1.5 billion. Hunter still plays a role in the fund. His lawyer says his stake is worth about half a million dollars. Both Hunter and his lawyers say he never discussed any of his overseas work with his father. But of course, one of his partners, Tony Bobolinsky, actually says that's a lie. He did discuss it. He was at the table discussing it with his father, and he even said that his father is the big guy referenced in the emails that we were told were Russian disinformation, saying that they make sure the big guy gets his 10% cut. Now, listen to this the end of this ABC News story from 2019. 
Now, in response to our questions, the Biden campaign for the first time is announcing if he's elected, he will invoke a new ethics policy on his first day in office that would empower White House lawyers to monitor for any types of conflicts of interest. Now, Hunter Biden did not want to comment on camera. He says he was brought into Burisma, that Ukrainian company that was facing the corruption charges, to help with its transparency and corporate responsibility. Yeah, how's that working out? But you heard that. He's going to have first day of office. He's going to do a brand new transparency rule, make sure that any conflicts of interest are are sniffed out you heard that right new transparency no conflicts of interest in the biden white house in fact october of 2019 he was asked about this in des moines remember he's still trying to get the nomination so he's in des moines he doesn't give a crap about iowa now oh all you people in iowa who drive pickups and wave the american flag and actually love this country he couldn't give two nothing about you he doesn't care. But he goes to Des Moines when he wants your nomination, when he's trying to be the president. So when he was in Des Moines, he said this. No one in my family will have any business relationship with anyone that relates to a foreign corporation or a foreign country. Period. Period. End of story. Don't you like Here, Here's a tell for you. Whenever Joe Biden is saying period, period, you know he just lied. It happens a lot, by the way. These questions kept plaguing him and in October, trying to get the nomination for the primary for the uh, uh, in Iowa, in the Iowa caucus. He said, no one in my family will have any business relationship with anyone that relates to a foreign corporation or a foreign country, period. Now, now I know that most reporters in the mainstream media and in the legacy media and the corporate media forget things like that. But one reporter, Stephen Nelson for The New York Post, actually asked Jen Psaki about this today actually asked if Hunter Biden has divested from these corporations in China. Because we're a year and a half in. I was told this was going to happen on day one. Weren't you told this was going to happen on day one? So Jen Psaki was asked today, listen. And by the way, the best part about this exchange is listen to how Jen Psaki doesn't even want to talk to this reporter who keeps trying to push past him and bully him and say, no, no, we're done with you. We're done with you. And, and somehow the other reporters allowed this guy to finish. You know, that it might be that the conspiracy is falling apart there. Listen. Go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead. I think we're moving on because we got to get some more people. Go ahead. My, my, question, my question about the conflict of interest when it comes to China is last year, the first son's attorney said that he divested from a Chinese investment fund controlled by Chinese state-owned entities. Uh, we have received not even basic transparency about who bought out his stake when this happened and how much money changed hands. Did he actually divest? And if so, can you agree He's to basic He's a private citizen. He doesn't work for the government. I'd point you to his representatives. Wow. Wow. You know, that would have been a great moment for Jen Psaki, who's had a year and a half to put this all in order. Jen Psaki, one of the people who said that this story was Russian disinformation. Let's not forget that. If you repeated this story a year and a half ago, the likes of Jen Psaki and former CIA director John Brennan and a whole host like 50 intelligence officers and officials that used to work in the intelligence divisions of the federal government called you a tool and propaganda puppet and asset of the Russian government. Slandering you. You don't think that's an intimidation tactic? You don't think that there are reporters who actually want to find a good story like this? You don't think that there are radio hosts, broadcasters, television broadcasters, talk radio hosts? I think this is a real story. 
but uh, you know, I'm I'm up and coming. I need to pay my bills. I got a mortgage to pay. I got a I got a family to feed. If I go out with this story and suddenly I'm being slandered by the likes of former CIA directors and George Stephanopoulos and Anderson Cooper and moderators of presidential debates like Chris Wallace and presidential candidates and they're calling me a an asset of the Russian government. Oh, to hell with it. I don't need that in my life. I'll just avoid the story. And that's the point. And that's just what they want you to do. Now, they've had a year and a half to get this story together. On day one, when I'm president, we're going to put in ethics standards. You heard that. Do you need to hear it again? Sure, let's hear it again. Consistent with well-established executive branch ethics standards. One person who did not want to talk about it, Joe Biden. Mr. Vice President, what's your take on that? Was there a conflict of interest there? Was there a clear conflict of interest? Now, in response to our questions, the Biden campaign for the first time is announcing if he's elected, he will invoke a new ethics policy on his first day in office that would empower White House lawyers to monitor for any types of conflicts of interest. Yeah, day one, he said that was going to happen. And I read you what he said in October. No one in my family will have any business relationship with anyone that relates to a foreign corporation or a foreign country. Period. Period. End of story. Now let's talk about ice cream. All right, that last part I made up. So here we are today, 18th day of March, a year and two months into the presidency, a year and five months from the election, a year and a half since the Hunter Biden laptop story broke big on the New York Post. Reporter from the New York Post, Stephen Nelson, today with Jen Psaki, today. Because we got to get some more people. My, Go ahead. My, my, Go ahead. My, question, my question about the conflict of interest when it comes to China is last year, the first son's attorney said that he divested from a Chinese investment fund controlled by Chinese state-owned entities. Uh, we have received not even basic transparency about who bought out his stake when this happened and how much money changed hands. Did he actually divest? And if so, can you agree He's to basic He's a private citizen. He doesn't work for the government. I'd point you to his representatives. Boy, that's a lot different than what they said when they wanted your vote. Isn't that a lot different than what they said when they wanted the good people of Iowa to come stand in a a cold church lobby in February to caucus for them? It's a lot different. It's a lot different from what they told a a, a pesky little reporter from ABC News who, who wasn't towing the company line and they just wanted to get him off his back. It's a whole lot different now, isn't it? Hey, he's a private citizen, not my business, doesn't work for the government. That's up to you. Go Go talk to him. But I don't know about you, I hate being lied to. I so hate being lied to, whether it's a, someone in my life who I love, I'm in a relationship with, it's my kids, uh, it's a company I work for, a coworker. I hate being lied to. But I really hate being lied to by pretentious, arrogant people who are our servants. They work for us. We, the people... Boy, I hate being lied to by them, don't you? And that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And and you hear it here, and we bring it back to talk radio. We bring it back to talk radio. Because in June of 2019, when that ABC News report was running, it ran because for months we on talk radio were talking about it. When the, the heat came on and Twitter and Facebook and social media and YouTube was removing the Hunter Biden New York Post story everywhere on social media, when cable stations would not talk about it, when publicly funded news radio that you're paying for with your tax dollars actually bragged about the fact that they wouldn't run that story, when the New York Times and the Washington Post either ignored it 
or they criticized the story as the aforementioned Russian propaganda just a month before the election when they were treating the story that way. You had us. You had talk radio. You had Mark Levin. You had this radio station that you're listening to right now, a part of your community, a part of your daily life. We were there and we're still here. But if you don't step up, if you don't tell us, if you don't let your voice be heard about how vital it is and how important it is that you have this First Amendment enshrined truth delivered to you on the public airwaves of this radio station, we won't be around. I know how much we mean to you. I know that because I'm a, la I'm a radio listener, too. And I rely on talk radio, too. Because honestly, at the end of the day, we're all that's left at this point. We really are. And that radio station you're listening to right now, your favorite radio station, uh, when, when I take a break, when Mark Levin stops talking and suddenly you hear about four minutes of, of, of local companies who are looking for, for your patronage, for their goods and their services, those companies, I'm not talking about, you know, sometimes you'll hear McDonald's or sometimes you'll hear, you know, some, and those are great companies, a, a gold company, a, you know, <laughs> a, 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 a steaks in a box kind of company. Those are national. I'm talking about when you hear a company of a, of a business that you hear and you, it, and, and, and you recognize them, you know, your local carpet cleaning company, your local realtor, your local mortgage guy, those guys who are actually delivering money to the station that you love and rely on in your neighborhood, they're actually taking a risk by doing it. Reward them, will you? That's how we survive. That's how we stay here. Because there are a lot of forces trying to stop this from happening right now. And we have been right about this story, and it took the New York Times today, this week, to finally mention it. And yes, Jen Psaki had more questions about it. We'll get to that in a minute, but it's your turn now. It is your turn. This is absolutely the reason why we exist, and it's a reason why you're there, and it's a reason why we have this relationship. Let's start with Joe in Texas. Hey, Joe, you're first up here on the Mark Levin Show. Oh, I did it again, didn't I? Crud. Hang on. Let me try to... All right, you do it. Let's go to Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Larry, outstanding job you're doing. You just came on, loaded for bear, and you're firing for effective spending all remaining, showing no mercy, taking no prisoners like Mark. Brother, Levin. if you can't do the Mark Levin show in the exact same way you just described, you get out of the business. You hear anybody else doing this show? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's I, Mark Levin brings out the best of us, Joe. Absolutely. He's just done it. I've heard him, Larry, before he even used to come on the Mark, uh, the uh, Rush Limbaugh show. And when he was on Sundays and on, on the weekends, yeah. and I was yelling at the radio, why doesn't he have his own program? And <laughs> thank God to heaven, they gave him his own program. And hey, thank Levin. you, Larry. Thank you, Mark you Levin. Because what he has done, Larry, he has given us information so many times because he is a constitutional lawyer. He's able to interpret things before most talk show hosts out there can do. Not only that, but to relate to the Reagan administration he used to be involved in and give us inside information that sometimes people in his position in the past and present are only privy to. Let me give you one thing. What he's done about the Hillary thing, he was first and foremost about keeping this going, and he should have. We That's knew right. it was a lie. But That's another right. thing I have heard on the Mark Levin show, Larry, is that um, I have heard caller after caller, including on his show and Rush Limbaugh's show and Mark, 
as I said, from all over the world calling in whenever they would hear the Democrats hinting on socialism or, you know, which we know socialism is a doorway to communism. And caller after caller on his program would say, what they're hearing is the beginnings of how our country went to communism, whether it was in Poland or Venezuela, yep. where now they only have, I think, That's one radio right. station. That's right. You're absolutely right. It's a consistent show. Joe, bless you, my brother. Thank you for calling. And you're absolutely right. That, that that's why American Marxism is the most vital book written last year by Mark Levin. You're absolutely right. And you ask anybody about where we are in this country right now, you ask anybody who immigrated from a former Soviet bloc country or immigrated from Venezuela or immigrated from China, and they'll tell you exactly what they're seeing right now because it's all too familiar. So, yes, you're absolutely right. And by the way, that's also why Unfreedom of the Press is the second most important book of the last several years. All right, uh, stay here. More. More from you, all you, coming up at 877-381-3811 in light of the Hunter Biden media conspiracy. Please wax poetic about how vital talk radio is to you since we were the ones who kept this thing going. 877-381-3811. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Music Friday here on the Mark Levin Show. <laughs> Mark's out. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark. He'll be back on Monday. We're talking right now about this Hunter Biden laptop media conspiracy to keep the truth from you. And I'm making it a larger story as to why talk radio is so vitally important. Uh, let's go to Michael in Alexandria, my home station, WMAL. Hey, Michael. <laughs> as we've spoken before, Larry, um, I just wanted to caution you that you're starting to sound a little like an NPR pledge drive. So, you know, ah. I, I, I realize the value of talk radio, you but don't, uh, don't slip it, over the line. It is funny. I was actually thinking that in my head when I was talking about our advertisers. But you know what? It's true. They try to cancel the advertisers. If they find out who's putting money on a talk radio station, they actually try to intimidate those companies. So they do need support. But you're right. I appreciate that, Michael. It's a fair oh, point. Crazy. But the well, you that's... know this isn't public, uh, you know, uh, NPR or anything because you're actually engaged and interested and you're not falling asleep. <laughs> that's very true. Very true. So we got and, I mean, that's the, that's the real value of talk radio is to get some truth out there just a little bit all right michael thank you my brother tell tell beautiful alexandria we said hi
having dinner in Alexandria tomorrow, in fact. All right, stay on the line. This is too important, and there's plenty of you that want to get in. We'll keep talking about this. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin. All you need to know about me is that I picked Kentucky to go to the final championship game in my bracket. So, If you're here for cutting-edge college football, uh, college basketball, see, that's how bad I am. I think it's football. If you're here for cutting-edge college basketball analysis, you came to the wrong place. But if you're looking for a passionate defense of freedom and liberty and free speech and the importance of getting around the censorship gatekeepers of high-tech social media and corporate legacy mainstream media. You've come to the right place. You know you've come to the right place because you've come to the Mark Levin Show. That's what he does every single night. Mark's out. He'll be back on Monday. Don't forget to check out Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time on Fox. Mr. Producer, did you know that that's a thing? Like, Like if you're giving the time now of something now that we're in daylight savings time you're not supposed to say eastern standard time this is and don't do est do edt did you know that i had a big debate with somebody that is a thing so if, if you see anything out there that says you know uh, mark levin six to nine eastern standard time it's a lie it's wrong we are not in standard time right now it's it's in eastern daylight time did you see that i i just saved you from being fired mr producer you got to fix that immediately mark's very exact exacting about these things it is Eastern Daylight Time. So tune in this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Fox News, Life, Liberty, and Levin. His guest, former Prime Minister of the great state of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, and Representative Michael Waltz of Florida. And I'm sure that they'll be focusing on the international issues there going on. I want to talk about Ukraine as well um, and America's role there, what our role is, what it should be, what it shouldn't be. I know that Mark has very passionate opinions about that as well. We agree on much of it, probably not everything, but that's also the great thing about Mark and the great thing about this medium. That's the other thing about this, is I've been waxing poetic about talk radio. Not only have we been all over this Hunter Biden story that we were literally censored from discussing, that we, we... we, people literally lost their jobs or got ostracized or their jobs were threatened if they dared to look into the story because we were told it was Russian propaganda. Uh, I also told you how vitally important this is in terms of your participation, that you're part of this conversation, that if you disagree with the, what the host says, you can call in and actually tell them and speak your mind. Now, now usually you're going to be told that you're wrong and you might even been told to you know get off the phone, you dummy, but you still get a chance to phone in. Wouldn't it be great to be able to do that with Chuck Todd during Meet the Press? Well, I invite you to do that, 877-381-3811. And here's the other thing. You know, you think about that favorite radio station that you're listening to right now, and you think about the various hosts and the various voices. Yes, they all have a lot in common, and they agree on a lot. 
You know, I, for instance, my radio station in Washington, D.C., WMAL, I do the morning show, O'Connor and Company, every morning from 5 to 9. My co-hosts, uh, Amber Athey and Patrice and Wuka and Julie Gunlock, we often disagree on things. We agree on most things. We disagree on some things. The great Chris Plant comes on right after me. We disagree on some things. Dan Bongino, we disagree on some things. Vince Colonnese, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, the whole lineup, right? John Batchelor, we often disagree on things. And we're pals, and we're friends, and, and we don't try to, like, cancel each other, call each other names, or try to remove each other from the air because we don't march in lockstep with each other. That's rare these days in the media. It shouldn't be. Everyone wonders why we're so polarized and why there's so many factions and why it's all us and them and there's no agreement and there's no unity. It's because the media, for the most part, reflects what one political party's message is in this country and any straying of that message will not be tolerated and the rest of us are left watching these cable and broadcast news networks and reading these big legacy newspaper websites like the new york times and the la times and the washington post and we don't see our values and principles reflected there we don't see our opinions reflected there we don't even see the truth reflected there when we know the facts of a story and they're completely disregarded, ignored, silenced, or even mocked as propaganda as it was in this Hunter Biden story. And and that intolerance for any other perspective, any other, other viewpoint, that's what's polarizing. That's what draws us into these camps. That's why I think talk radio can be an incredibly healing solution to that. But not without your help. Because we're under fire. And I take you back here again, and we're going to keep talking about this Hunter Biden thing because it's incredibly important in light of what we heard from the White House today. As finally some other reporters started to say, hey, maybe there's something to this thing. Maybe there's something to this thing that Mark Levin was, was, was called names for bringing up. By Brian Stelter. By the way, if you're called a name by Brian Stelter, I mean, I know that Mark Levin is in the Radio Hall of Fame, but honestly, the greatest badge of honor, greatest, greatest thing that he should mount on his wall is Brian. The likes of that intellectual midget, Brian Stelter, in every possible sense of the word, he is a midget. Uh, no offense to short people who are dear friends of mine. Uh, see, you got to say things like that or you get canceled. And for, to have somebody like Brian Stelter call Mark Levin a name is honestly the true badge of honor. But we've been talking about this story. And, and, and I do want to give credit to Tom uh, uh, Lamas from ABC News. I mean, maybe he got fired after this report. But this was in June of 2019, before Biden got the nomination. See, it was a very different climate then because they didn't have to circle the wagons and protect Joe Biden from everything. And, and this was the tail end of this report on Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's foreign entanglement and how it was an obvious conflict of interest for Joe Biden when he was vice president of the United States. And certainly now that he wanted to be president and for God's sake, now that he is president. Listen. Now, in response to our questions, the Biden campaign for the first time is announcing if he's elected, he will invoke a new ethics policy on his first day in office that would empower White House lawyers to monitor for any types of conflicts of interest. Really? Has anyone seen that? Has anyone gotten any details on that? Have you heard about that? Also, in this one, Joe Biden in Des Moines a couple of months later looking for votes there. He said no one in my family will have any business relationship with anyone that relates to a foreign corporation or foreign country, period. 
Period. End of story. He says period, period, end of story because he just doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Oh, and guess what? Usually reporters obey. They obey. They salute smartly and charge up the hill. Oh, period. End of story. Okay, then let's move on. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? But it's not that simple, is it? Is it that simple? I definitely not that simple. Ask Jen Psaki today. My two questions about conflicts of interest in foreign affairs. First, I have a question about Russia and then one about China. Um, on Russia, uh, you told me last year that you were unfamiliar with the Senate report that alleged that the first son or a company linked to the first son received $3.5 million from the richest woman in Russia. Uh, subsequent reporting indicates that President Biden, when he was vice president, had a dinner in Georgetown with the same woman in 2015. Um, this uh, Yelena arena she has not been sanctioned yet by the u.s government how is president biden navigating conflicts of interest when it comes to uh, sanctioning people did you follow this because it's critically important it's critically important the biden and president uh, uh, administration likes to stand up there and thump their agenda no one's given sanctions against russia as stringent and as strict and as awful as we have we've gotten all the oligarchs all the oligarchs that are propping up Vladimir Putin, we put sanctions on him and we're going to bleed him dry and we're going to hurt him and we're going to harm him. We're the worst of these sanctions are the worst. Guess who didn't get sanctioned? Guess what oligarch didn't get sanctioned in this go around? As Russian tanks are rolling through the streets of Ukraine and crushing women and children under their tractor treads. As Vladimir Putin is dropping missiles from the sky on innocent families and lives and homes and apartment buildings, civilians that have no tactical advantage to being destroyed. It's just inflicting bloody mayhem on the people of Ukraine. Guess who avoided any sanctions? The Russian woman that Hunter got three and a half million dollars from and Joe had dinner with in Georgetown in 2015. The wife of the former mayor of Moscow. That's you know when you're when you're the wife of the former mayor of Moscow and you got three and a half million dollars around to to throw at the crackhead degenerate son of the former vice president and then you take dinner with the bumbling fool of a vice president in 2015 while he was the sitting vice president. By the way, check the calendar. He was still vice president. You have dinner with, if you've got that kind of money to throw around and you can get the vice president to have dinner with you in Georgetown, you're an oligarch, and yet she didn't get any sanctions. Well, that's worthy of a question. Good on Stephen Nelson here from the New York Post for asking the question. What's Saki's answer? Who have done business with his family, and can you explain to us what this $3.5 million was for? I don't have any confirmation of the accuracy of that report, so I have no more further details. I, I don't know if it's true or not. Well, dear, you've been in this job for a year and a half now, and the FBI is using that laptop with that information on it as evidence in a criminal trial. Maybe you should have a little curiosity on this. Now, if there were other reporters in the room, maybe, just maybe, who have been asking these questions for the last several years instead of waiting until the New York Times in the 20th paragraph deigned to give their blessing to the laptop story, maybe she should have had to find an answer to that. But the extent of her answers today was, yeah, I don't know if that's true. And any questions about Hunter Biden's foreign dealings? Yeah, he doesn't work for the government, so you should ask him. Ask him? Okay. I, just, I, I have a vague memory of a special prosecutor being brought in to investigate every 
you know, freckle and mole on the body of Donald Trump and his finances and his relationships and his emails and his phone calls and his campaign workers that went on for 80, 90 million dollars worth of federal money into the investigation that resulted in nothing that had anything to do with the original intent of the investigation, which we're told was Russian collusion, which never even happened and never occurred. And if there was any Russian collusion, it was with the Hillary Clinton campaign and Russia. I signed it. I kind of remember there being a special prosecutor to investigate that. And maybe there was a little less evidence at the time than what we've got right now. Than what we've got right now as we speak. Where the, where the hell are the Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee watching this thing in slow motion? All right. Lines are jammed. You want to share. I'm ready to hear it. I'm a little exercised about this. I have a passion for this country. I have a passion for the truth. I have a passion for the media actually doing their job, which they won't. But thank God we still do here in talk radio. And I want to hear from you. Where does this story go? Where do you want it to go? Who do you trust right now to deliver you the facts, the truth about stories like this? Let your voice be heard right here on the Levin Show, 877-381-3811. I'm Larry O'Connor, in for the great one, Mark. Mark Levin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. A friend of mine just said, hey, have you seen Kid Rock's new song, We the People? I said, oh, Kid Rock, Liberty Loving, you know, he's a good, good guy out of Michigan, just like me, Detroit guy. Oh, I'll take a look at it. So I, I, I popped it up there. Um... Yeah, yeah. So don't, don't. I, I may I suggest you not check this song out if you've got kids in the room, or, or your, or your sainted mother in the room, or, uh, or if if language, you know, harsh language offends you, like people who took issue with my monologue at the CPAC Reagan dinner this year, because I, I, I may, I may, it was an adult show, you know, I may have, may have made a adult joke now and again. Don't, don't look at it. Don't don't look at Kid Rock's We the People song. Otherwise, you know, if you're if you're not a big fan of Fauci and, and you like to use, you know, you know, Fauci, let's face it, Fauci is the new F word. In its own way. And there's plenty of it there in, in Kid Rock's song. So go ahead and check it out. Larry O'Connor here in for Mark Levin. Where is this gonna go? Last time I filled in for Mark, we were talking about, you know, uh, uh well. We were talking about the Adidas ad with the boobs, and, and, and I'm trying not to this time. But we are going to talk about collegiate female swimming coming up a little bit. I think that's kind of important. In the meantime, we're hearing from you. Let's talk to Joe in Champaign, 
Illinois. Joe, is the Illini, is the Illini even in the tournament this year? You know, uh, that's above me, man. I don't know. I don't, Sorry, I don't, man. Right. I, I've never been, per, never been into sports. No, You're not I'm an Illini not even, guy? All right. I don't go to college. I think Champagne. I think the, the, the fight in Illini. All right, go ahead. A whole different reason. I, I, I hear that's a big deal. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Understood. <laughs> Understood. I'll be honest. If I were from Illinois, I wouldn't be into college sports either. I'm just saying. No, that I just generally, I don't really follow anything. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my own stuff. Uh, All right, but, brother. Uh, okay, okay. I want to say a few things, if I may. Yes. I, you're talking the about the importance of talk radio. I just want. Okay, thank you. I appreciate this. Okay, the importance of talk radio. Okay. I just want to say to uh, you, Larry, thank you. Great show in America. Uh, greetings, thrill seekers, music lovers, conversationalists. <laughs> All across why why? The Boy, don't make me regret giving you the floor, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, that's it. How, how did that resonate? I mean, that I, I think about that all the time. I mean, that uh, the, the importance of talk radio is uh, it's changed me as a person in so many ways. But uh, I just wanted to say that. But anyway, okay, to uh, Hunter Biden. Okay. Yeah, you wanted to talk about Bobolinsky, that brave man who came out and met the media a week before the election. Yeah, right. You brought up Bob Bobolinsky. I think this vindicates him, and I think he should. Uh, I think he should have like a media circuit, kind of like go through, and I don't know, maybe even go on NBC and CNN. Yeah. Now that they've, uh, you know, you're a year and a half late, but now that they've, you know. Yeah, Joe, listen, you're right. Uh, listen, thank you for the call, and thank you for, for the support. Listening on the Mark Levin app, by the way. The problem is, you, when you're Tony Bobolinsky and you're obvious, and for those of you who don't know, and it's understandable if you don't, he was Hunter Biden's, Biden's partner. His name is on a ton of these emails. He's probably a state's witness right now. I hope he's, Hopefully he's under witness protection, literally, because these people don't fool around. They play for keeps, and he's part of probably a key witness for the FBI's investigation into Hunter Biden's illegal dealings. Um but but you, you, when 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 Joe and, and bless his heart Joe says he should go on CNN and NBC yeah he should here's the thing you don't just go on to a cable show you do, you don't just go on to network news you have to be asked on and and he's not being asked they don't want him on they don't want him on because then they'd be in the business of delivering news and revealing the truth that's not the business they're in. That's not the business they are in. 877-381-3811. How about Pat uh, listening on WMAL in the Washington, D.C. area? Hey, Pat. Oh, you know what? We'll wait. Pay, Pat, wait right there. Because Pat is too good to have her on as the incredible break music is playing. So we'll have Pat next, and we'll have the rest of you. Every line Jan. but if you want to try, 877-381-3811. The truth about Hunter Biden. The truth about the conspiracy to hide the truth from you and your reaction. Larry O'Connor. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. 
Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Conservative and proud of it. Call The Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin. Coming up uh, in a bit, we're going to talk about uh, what appears to be the death of women's sports in America. Uh, thanks to, I don't even, it's not thanks to this person. It's not thanks to Leah Thompson. It's thanks to the colleges, the cowards in the NCAA, the cowards in college administrations, and the cowards in the media who uh, continue this charade of, you know, a transgender woman is a woman. When, I'm sorry, clearly, objectively speaking, Factually, truthfully, uh, they're not. They're just not. Uh, but you can't say that. You can't say that. But anyway, here's the thing. Well, we'll get to it in a bit. But two years from now, maybe the New York Times will bury something in the 20th paragraph of a column that says, oh, yeah, and by the way, you know, a biological man competing in women's sports, probably not a good thing. And then maybe we're allowed to talk about it. But that's why we're here. Let's just be clear. The Hunter Biden laptop story would have ruined Joe Biden's election ruined it. There was a poll that came out two months after the election of voters that had never heard of the laptop story. And they said if they knew about it, 60 percent of them would not have voted for Joe Biden. Now, I'm not talking about the 60 percent of the dead people who voted for Joe Biden and 60 percent of the people who voted multiple times, 60 percent of the people who don't even have qualifications as citizens of this country to vote. No, those people still would have voted for Joe Biden. And they did. God knows they did. But 60% of legitimate registered likely voters, people who voted in the election, would not have voted for Joe Biden had they heard about the laptop story. This story would have ruined the election, and it was covered up. It was covered up, and they agreed to cover it up. They didn't even take any moment to try to look into this story and see if it was true. They covered it up, and they silenced it without ever even spending a moment to investigate it. This is why the United States media is in crisis. This is why our First Amendment is in crisis. The First Amendment is not in crisis because Donald Trump sent out a, a funny little animated picture about a train rolling over somebody with a CNN logo on their head. The, the First Amendment is not in crisis because the Trump White House decided to discipline Jim Acosta because he was acting like an ass during a press conference. The First Amendment is in crisis because they're colluding against you from getting the truth. That's a crisis of the First Amendment. An amendment written in the Constitution not to protect reporters, not to protect Jim Acosta, not to protect some corporation that owns a cable news network or a radio network. Uh, an amendment to the Constitution written to protect you, protect me, to protect we, the people. And, you know, there's a lot of Republicans. I mentioned, where's the Judiciary Committee? Where's the Republicans in Judiciary in the Senate? There's a lot of Republicans who are hoping to be in the majority in the House and Senate right now. 
They're hoping they think they got this because of redistricting. They probably got it because of uh, certainly not in the Senate. Redistricting is going to help them. Uh, they think because of the tides of history, you know, off your election after uh, presidential election, that favors the party that's not in the White House. And they're probably right about that. And horrible inflation and horrible gas prices and just a horrible president and a horrible presidency. And yeah, they're right about that, too. And they probably are going to get the majority. But I would love, I would love to hear some leadership out of the Republicans in the Senate and Republicans in the House who will dare to step forward this weekend on all the Sunday shows that they love going on that nobody watches because they're boring as hell. I would love for one of them to step up and say, by the way, and look right in the camera and say, I say this to the American people. If you give us the honor of being in the majority in the House and in the majority of the Senate, right after we are formed, we will begin investigative hearings, not just about this story and the corruption in the Biden family and the corruption White House, but an investigation into the collusion of big tech and the mainstream corporate-owned media to silence this story, and one other hearing, an investigation into those 50 so-called experts in the intelligence and military community who signed that letter that said this story was Russian disinformation. Every single one of those 50 people should have their security clearances taken away from them. Every single one of them should be sworn under oath to say how they reached that conclusion before they told you it was Russian propaganda and disinformation. Every single one of them should explain where this story came from, who colluded with them to silence this story. Remember what I called this a conspiracy think about all of the people that i just mentioned that kept the truth from you about this hunter biden story that was now just acknowledged in the 20th paragraph of a new york times article think about all of those people you think it spontaneously happened on its own this is not a conspiracy theory this is conspiracy fact and wouldn't it be great for one of those republicans just one who love going on television to actually use that time with some value and look at the camera and say, you put us in the majority and we will find out and we will have hearings and we will get to the truth of this story. Show some cojones and do that. Give us something to vote for, for God's sake. All right, I'm Larry O'Connor. I'm in for Mark Levin and Pat, as promised, Pat in WMAL land, my hometown, my home station wants to jump in here. Hey, Pat, good evening. Am I talking? You are. You sound fabulous, dear. Oh, okay. Uh, I con- I concur with what you're saying about Congress. Every time they're asked a question, uh, what do you think? What will you do? They say everything that we already know. Yeah. But they don't tell us what they're going to do. Yeah. We have to have input. And sometimes the only input we have is to listen to the intelligent people that we have on WMAL. Oh, that means the world to me, Pat. Thank you so much. Thanks for starting your day today with me and ending it here on the Mark Levin Show. Thank you, dear. And by the way, that obviously extrapolates to every single radio station that you're listening to right now, where you do get the truth and you do get passion and you do get facts. And and, and listen, I listen to Mark Levin. You get all those things, plus you get an education. It should be a college course 
in government and constitutional values. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, Matt listening in New Jersey on that satellite thing. Hey, Matt, you're on the Mark Levin Show. How are you, Larry? Good evening. Good hey. evening, Larry. How are you tonight? I'm uh, good. I'm a little fired up this Friday. Yeah, me too. I had to pull over. So. <laughs> um, one of the things looking at this um, this Hunter Biden laptop, um, there are many people out in the wilds of research who had access to this prior to uh, the election. Uh, and unfortunately, I was one of them to have to see it. Um, oh, really? I can talk about it for hours. Yes. Um, this is way before. Um, when I say crimes against humanity, um, contained within the laptop, yes, and then what the laptop represents. Okay, contained within the laptop, I'm hoping that law enforcement does pursue whatever's in there. Okay, I don't want to taint the, um, the listeners. There, there are reports of things that go well beyond just um, financial corruption, financial dealings, illegal lobbying, um, and nefarious actions with corporations, the American government, and foreign governments. There, there's evidence on there that suggests some of the most tawdry things that any individual can be in, in, involved with. Is that what you're alluding to? Crimes against children, crimes against humanity. Yeah. Uh, the bigger picture of uh, the Hunter Biden laptop being a crime against humanity, when we look at our Constitution, when we look at our freedoms that we had in this country at one point, um, I'm in my fifth, uh, fifth decade on the planet at this point. So you can imagine I grew up in the Reagan era as a kid. So uh, when I look at what's happened to the country, um, the Hunter Biden laptop, when you think about collusion, and, I, and that conspiracy has, has been given a, a bad name. It's a great word, uh, but as soon as you hear conspiracy, they think, you know, nut jobs, um, you know, looking for UFOs. Yeah, you, you, Matt, you're right, but you know it, it's so ridiculous because I'm sorry. Does anyone here know about the story of how Mark uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated? That that, that was a conspiracy, and you know, and, and people in the mainstream media right now, you know, they're icons of of modern American journalism as Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein because they made their name on the Watergate scandal. So people know about the water. The Watergate scandal was a conspiracy. I mean, there really are legitimate conspiracies that happen. It's, it, it shouldn't be a, a forbidden word. And Matt, this is one of them. And I want to say how this is a, this is collusion. And I'm talking about from the lowest levels to the highest levels. Mm. What was out there, and I'm going to explain um, where when Parlo was up prior to it being taken down, um, there were links within Parlor to other websites. Those websites were hosted uh, by web hosts such as Amazon, um, other you know large companies that were directed by an unseen hand at the point at that point uh, to remove everything that was up there from PDFs of emails and texts. Yep. To All had to be purged. It had to be disappeared. It was Stalin-esque. That's why it's collusion. And this is where I say this is a crime against humanity, not just what was done and what is recorded on the laptop. There's enough in there you know, to send dozens of people away if they each had one of the pictures. Okay, let me just tell you. Yeah. Uh, but the other side of it is against our Constitution. This is, we are living in the last bastion of freedom. Okay, uh, I am the son of a veteran um, in the Vietnam War. Growing up, he told me what it was like when he was there, okay, for his tours, uh, and understanding what it was culturally, what they had to deal with. 
Um, when I look at this crime against humanity, I'm reaching further back than Vietnam. What we're being set up for, Larry, okay, and I want to put this on the table, okay, and I want people to look up this word, okay? If you look back um, the last hundred years of uh, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, okay, their reach into our government, into our big tech, into our multinational companies, um, their goes back uh, to the 50s. We'll start there when... Um, Essentially, well, we don't have time to go all the way back, Matt. I need you to wrap it up here. You better, you've had a bit of a time. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up with this. Okay, um, when they were funded by um, multinational money at that point, um, they would Mao Zedong would uh, institute what was called struggle sessions. When they went after what would be our you know Fourth and Fifth Amendments of um, you know proper rights to property, etc. Uh, they, anyone that owned property at that point, okay, uh, you know, was publicly humiliated, okay, if they weren't killed at first. Okay? Wait, you're talking about in, in China? In China. So if you Yeah, go, okay, all right. Well, they did, all right, you're getting me, I'm, I'm trying to go down the path with you, Matt, and I appreciate the call, but I'm up against a break here. I just got confused because they don't have Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights in China, but I see you were relating it back as if they did. Yes, you're right, absolutely. What we are witnessing right now, if, if, if the point you're making here, and I'll sum it up for you because I'm a trained professional, is that when you look at where Mao Zedong took that country under his authoritarian communist rule and instituted the cultural revolution turning children against their own parents for wrong think uh ripped right from the pages of george orwell's 1984 but enforced with gulags and the and the and the and the, and the muzzle of a gun yeah you're not overstating the case at all that's absolutely what happened and the hallmarks are completely shown right now uh, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example you you think i'm joking about what mao zedong did with the cultural revolution and turning children to 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 point the finger and 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 accuse their own parents of wrong think and being enemies of the state and sending them to re-education camps let me ask you something in the last election did you or do you know anyone in your life that had a moment where their child their own child came to you and confronted you because you supported the wrong candidate or the wrong party did that happen to you, or did it happen to somebody in your life? You, you, that did not happen by accident, I assure you. There was a concerted effort on social media, on Instagram, through through websites and through apps that target young people, teenagers, high school kids, college kids, educating them on how to have that uncomfortable conversation where you confront your parents on their racism. And it taught them how to do it. It was absolutely right from the Mao Zedong Cultural Revolution script. And Matt's not overstating the case at all. It's terrifying. And we do one thing at a time. And right now, we're protecting our First Amendment right with regard to the media's conspiracy to silence the truth about Hunter Biden. And yeah, it's that serious. More from you on this in a moment. 877 Larry O'Connor in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. 
said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Larry O'Connor sitting in for Mark Levin. Coming up, uh, we got some, we're going to circle back onto uh, Ukraine and Russia and what our role really is here and, uh, and what some of these politicians are doing. Just don't, don't trust them. We don't have a great history here. We're going to talk about it, uh, lay it out there. We'll take your calls on that. And also, I want to talk about the death of women's sports. But we're wrapping up our conversation about Hunter Biden and how the media colluded. It was a conspiracy. And, uh, and they don't want you to know the truth. They don't want you to know the truth, period. Bottom line. Uh, let's get to uh, Kelly listening on the Mark Levin app. Hello, Kelly. Thanks for joining in here. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Hi there. Hey. I just, you know, I, I'm with you. Where, where's our politicians now not responding to this report? It's been out two days. Where's the call for a special counsel? Immediately. Yep. We don't have time. Two, the attorney general needs to be immediately recused himself, just like Jeff Sessions had to. Number three, I don't know. I watched Fox this morning. First thing I saw was uh, pictures of that bombing at that uh, repair, the retrofitting these MiGs. Evidently, that's what the location was where they could do that. Mm -hmm. And the picture, it was a mushroom cloud. Yeah, I hadn't heard any of the audio or anything. I looked at that and I said, my God, they used a tactical nuclear weapon. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, did not Non-nuclear bombs uh, create mushroom clouds, too, depending on the conditions of the detonation and stuff. But... Uh, but and I and I assure you, Fox and Friends this morning did cover the Hunter Biden story. But but you're right, Kelly, in terms of missing in action or any. Can, can you imagine? I mean, you don't actually have to imagine because we all lived through the Trump presidency. Every non-story, fake story that was anonymously sourced and leaked to the mainstream media during the Trump presidency that turned out to be nothing immediately Democrats would jump in front of the camera, get on television and say, this is outrageous. He needs to resign immediately. We need an impeachment. They, it's all they would talk about. And yet we can't find one Republican could crawl out from under their desk because they're so terrified that if they actually stand for something, then it might pin them down if they actually win an election. They don't want to tell you what they're going to do because then when they win, you'll actually expect them to do it, Kelly. That's their problem. Here's the point of why I'm really trying to make why I think it's urgently it needs to be addressed or talked about or to get it out there. Because I can tell you, Biden knows that he's been compromised. No question. So maybe, you know, the MIG's not being sent over. Yeah. Maybe 
Yep. Every what you're saying is every single foreign policy decision that's made right now involving Russia, Ukraine, or China has to be shot through the lens that he has a personal vested interest in the outcome. He is compromised, and this is no way to run a country while a war is going. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin. I do uh, O'Connor and Company, the morning show on WMAL in the nation's capital. That'd be Washington, D.C., and I'm uh, very honored to sit in Mark Levin's chair, rhetorically speaking. He actually doesn't let me in the bunker. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't let Mrs. Levin in the bunker. It's just just, just him. It's, it's the ultimate man cave. Uh, but I'm theoretically sitting in the chair and uh, proud to do so. Uh, getting you going this Friday evening, 877-381-3811. Don't miss. Uh, listen, Mark's going to be back on Monday. Uh, don't miss, though, Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern uh, Daylight Time, Fox News Channel. Benjamin Netanyahu will be his guest, along with Representative Michael Walton. No doubt they will talk about uh, national security, international relations, and the atrocities going on in the nation of Ukraine. And, and we need to talk about this. We need to talk about what our real role is here, because some of the stuff I'm hearing out of Washington, D.C., is absolute Looney Tunes garbage. Um, listen, you saw President uh, Volodymyr, Volodymyr, don't you love seeing these network news people trying to pronounce all these Slavic names? And they're like, and it's like, at least I, I could stop in the middle of it and can see it as like, I don't know, these, these people need to buy a vowel for God's sake. What's going on here? Why, why can't they give us anything phonetic? Uh, Volodymyr Zelensky with two eyes. You saw him, and he's an impressive guy. He made an impassioned plea there before the joint session of Congress uh, via via video, and he asked for American intervention. He is engaged in an incredibly courageous and valiant effort to repel these this bar barbarous barbarous Russian aggression. And this aggression, it's its afflicting his sovereign nation. Ukraine is a sovereign nation. It has every right to have its own borders protected and, and not infringed upon by this beastly, murderous Russian bear. I, I wish all the people who, are, are, who agree with me on this in Congress felt the same way about our 
borders as well. But I'll 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 table that story, issue for another day. Let's talk about Ukraine specifically because we can get caught up in a lot of emotion and passion here. There was a lot of people who were weeping after Zelensky addressed them. There were people who came out who a week ago said we should not be giving any arms to the Ukrainians. I think they were wrong, by the way, but they said they sh- we shouldn't do this. But because of Zelensky's speech... They said, okay, let's give them MIGs. So there's a lot of people getting swept up in passion here and in emotion. And it's up to us to evaluate this and not get swept up in Ukrainian patriotic fervor. And this mythical heroism that's enveloped President Zelensky and his persona and his stature. I mean, he's a dynamic leader. He has valiantly represented his nation on the world stage in the face of this violent, unprovoked, barbaric invasion of Russian tanks. But the distance needed to travel between some social media pronouncement of I stand with Ukraine to committing American military personnel to enforce a no-fly zone, it's dangerously short. So let's take a deep breath here. At some point, Zelensky is going to ask, Why do you stand on the sidelines while you proclaim you stand with Ukraine? We're not on the sidelines. We're on the battlefield. If you truly stand with Ukraine, as you've said in your hashtags, and as you've added the Ukrainian flag to your your picture on Facebook, if you truly stand with Ukraine, then stand with us and fight. That's what he's going to say, and he's going to have a point. There are American politicians in that room who saw Zelensky who recoil at any proud display of the American flag. But they're all too eager to wave the blue and yellow bars of Ukraine's emblem at any opportunity. This is patriotic fervor surrounding Ukraine. And it's leading historically anti-war people in this country for American intervention. Look at Rob Rob Reiner. This actor, literally meathead from All in the Family, his claim to fame as an actor was being the son of Karl Reiner. And he was an outspoken left-wing liberal hack who protested the Vietnam War. So this is the guy that protested the Vietnam War during the 70s, Rob Reiner. Listen to what he said. I'm quoting him now. How many more innocent civilians have to die? How many war crimes have to be committed before America joins the fight to protect democracy against authoritarian tyranny. I mean, those exact words could and probably were used to justify America's intervention in the Vietnam War that Reiner protested against. How many more innocent civilians have to die? How many war crimes have to be committed before America joins the fight to protect democracy against authoritarian tyranny? Yeah, was he talking about Pol Pot? Is he talking about Ho Chi Minh? So Zelensky's now this media darling, and he deserves it. I mean, it's it's phenomenal what he's doing for his people, and he's a worldwide heroic figure. These constant calls for support are going to gain more gravitas and more influence. It's going to be harder for these American politicians to reverse giving him anything that he wants. Why? 
And what he wants, what he wants is American military intervention. Let's just be clear here. He wants us to enforce a no-fly zone, and, and, and given the opportunity, he wants us to fight along with him. He does. Of course he does. He wants to protect his people. He wants to protect his nation. I get it. That doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that we need to give him what he wants. Now, now, now I want to I cut to the chase here. We should be arming these people. We should be giving them the missiles that they're asking for. We should be giving them the armaments that they want. We should. There's nothing wrong with us arming people who are ideologically in line with us, who are facing aggression from our enemies. All right? I think we should support their effort. I don't think that our sons and daughters wearing uniform should join that effort. And it's okay for us to have both of those positions at the same time. But it's going to become harder and harder for politicians to hold on to that. See, because these politicians love the media and they love the easy fix of affection and praise that they get from Jake Tapper. And all they've got to do is come out there and say, I think we need to enforce a no-fly zone. And then, oh, they'll be on everybody's cable news station. And that's all they care about. That's all they care about. And some of these guys who were against sending guns to Ukraine... After Zelensky's speech, they're ready to go jump in a MiG-29 and fly it themselves. But, of course, they won't be the ones flying the MiG-29s. They won't be the ones who are patrolling the airspace above Ukraine, committed to shooting down a Russian jet by enforcing a no-fly zone. They won't be the ones flying it. No, no. They'll send your kids to do it instead. That's what they do. That's what they've always done. And that's the problem. Every time we consider American military intervention, and it's drummed up by the likes of Rob Reiner or Nancy Pelosi, recognize that it's not Rob Reiner's children who are going, or his grandchildren, or even the friends of his children or grandchildren. It's the sons and daughters of those hated red state Republicans who are going to fight Rob Reiner's fight. Maybe that's why they're so eager to be engaged in it. I don't know how we got here. You know, up until the last 50, 60 years, we were pretty reluctant as a nation to commit our military. We were sort of following in George Washington's heroic footsteps, but not anymore. Remember when Secretary of State Madeleine Albright, during the Clinton administration, Madeleine Albright, as Secretary of State, famously asked Colin Powell, who was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs at the time, she said, uh, what's that, I'm quoting it here, what's the point of having this superb military that you're always talking about if we can't use it. Because Colin Powell was reluctant to commit military to certain fights. Well, that's the point of having this military if we can't use it. Of course, Madeleine Albright, the armchair warrior who served under Vietnam protesting, draft-dodging Bill Clinton, seemed to miss the obvious fact that not having to use this superb military is precisely the point of having it. Because the mere threat of committing those troops should be enough through diplomatic efforts to avoid a military conflict. This is not the time to commit our military just because we have it. You know, we have a history in this country of cheering on wars in Eastern Europe, and it's not a proud one. We, we cheered on and lionized the people of Hungary in Budapest, 1956, when they were fighting the Russian tanks. You know, we're with you. Fight for freedom, fight for democracy. Czechoslovakia in the 60s, same thing. 
as Soviet tanks rolled over women and children in the streets, and we encouraged those people to fight. But we stayed put. We recognized the danger of engaging the Russian bear. We we didn't fight, but we told them, oh, you betcha, you should fight, though. Go ahead. Fight that fight. Fight that fight. And we mistakenly believed that the threat was gone when we convinced this very nation. We convinced Ukraine to relinquish its defensive capabilities. We convinced them to release their nuclear arsenal once the Soviet Union fell. And we assured them if its sovereign borders were ever infringed upon, we'd be there for them. Well, the tanks are back. And Ukraine is naturally saying, hey, guys, where are you? This is a very important fight. It's a it's a very important fight. And 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 I'm on the side of the Ukrainians and pushing it back this this bald blood-curdling aggression from these evil evil military leaders under the control of this evil man Vladimir Putin. That doesn't mean it's our fight. It doesn't mean it's our war. We should show leadership in isolating Russia. We should dissing. How about this for a start? Before we even talk about enforcing a no-fly zone, how about this? How about we disengage from every single diplomatic relationship the Biden White House has with Moscow, starting with this obscene Iran nuclear talk that's going on? There is still Iran nuclear negotiations going on where we're trying to reach some deal, and Russia is in the center of it. We are relying on Russian diplomacy to negotiate an Iran nuclear deal while at the same time we are contemplating enforcing a no-fly zone and committing our troops to shoot down Russian jets. Are you freaking kidding me? How about we start by abandoning the Iran nuclear talks and stop giving any level of respect to Russian so-called diplomats? There's nothing diplomatic about them. Let's do that and then equip and empower the Ukrainian military. They just, as, as Zelensky said, we don't want to leave. We want to be armed. We want ammunition, not an escape route. So give him what he wants so they can fight their fight with whatever they need. And then in the future, maybe we should learn to keep our mouths shut if we aren't willing to fight the wars we're so eagerly cheerleading from the sidelines just a thought just a thought but just remember if rob reiner has his way for the fight that he says we must join to protect democracy against authoritarian tyranny rob reiner ain't going and neither are his kids and his grandkids when they're eager to start the fight it's your kids they're sending I'm Larry O'Connor, in for Mark Levin, 877-381-3811. You disagree? Let's talk about it on The Mark Levin Show. Mark Levin. Larry O'Connor, in for Mark Levin. I I don't want to miss the opportunity to talk about this whole uh, Leah Thompson issue and the death of women's sports. Because it uh, should concern everyone, um, and we need to protect our daughters. But I do want to get to as many of you as well on this Russian story. How about uh, Richard in Texas? Hey, Richard, you're on the Mark Levin Show. What do you say? 
Hey, guys, uh, I'm a Vietnam vet. I uh, spent a year in flight school, was a helicopter gunship in Vietnam. I got there in July of 68. Uh, there was 550,000 of us there. And uh, with the guys that were drafting, the guys that volunteered and everything, we, we wanted to win the war and get it over with and come home. And mm. uh, they wouldn't let, you know. I mean, uh, and it, for us to send troops over to Ukraine, that's ridiculous. No. And no air cap for them. If they got pilots. Give them the planes. Give them whatever. They, yeah. They, I'm with you, Richard. Equip them. Equip the hell out of them. They, and that's what they want. You know, I talked to my buddy Kurt Schlichter, who is an Army guy like you, uh, Richard, and, and he actually trained Ukrainian fighters when he was uh, over there for the, the Kosovo conflict. And he said, these guys will fight. These guys will fight, and they'll fight door-to-door, -door, and tactically, that's what Russia's going to have to deal with. They will protect their country. They will protect their towns house by house. They just want the guns. Give it to them. Equip the hell out of them. Whatever we got, uh, barring American troops, uh, yeah. whatever we got, you know, we got the yep. missiles that knock out tanks and uh, all Thank that. you, Richard. Thanks. Listen, I think we agree. And so far, thank God, that's pretty much, I mean, uh, there's some people who say enforce that. I mean, as soon as you enforce that no-fly zone, that's committing American troops. Richard, thank you for the call. Just watch them, though, because this is the thing. They've already moved incrementally. And they're going to keep doing because they're going to get swept up in this. And they're, and they're not looking at this dispassionately. And they're looking at it emotionally. And here's the other thing. This president, he is in desperate trouble right now with gas prices, inflation, economy. Everything about what he does is a disaster. President like that, in a position like that, boy, they love a war to distract you. They love it. We will we will hold them accountable for that, and we will we will make them justified. Uh, Gene in Georgia, real fast, Gene, go ahead. You're on the Mark Levin show. Yes, thanks. Uh, you're doing a great job. Thanks, uh, what I don't understand is you and several other talk radio hosts have all said the same thing. My first reaction is, well, what we should do if we're afraid of nuclear reaction, we should tell Ukraine to surrender. But beside that, I've watched all these emails and all these stories about. All this smart technology we had, drones, all kind of things. We can't use those. I, I agree with most people who say, don't send our boys and girls over there. I get that. But why? what happened to all our smart technology that we've developed? Well, we had that smart technology, but it wasn't designed and uh, and set up, and our arsenal has not been put together to fight a what what is this, Gene, what amounts to a very traditional ground war with tanks and artillery and troops and i mean the, the drones were designed and perfected for the war on terror which was for individuals who were who were hiding and 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 not not grouped and set up in the way that these tanks are you can't use drones to take out a whole column of tanks uh, i'm not a military expert but i've asked them and that's what they said Mr. Right, Mr. Conservative, and Mr. Constitution. But you can call him Mark at 877-381-3811. And they call me Mr. Cellophane. Larry O'Connor sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin. Uh, I, just because that's the only show tune reference I could come up with. I used to work in musical theater. Mr. Cellophane, a fine song from the musical Chicago by Candor and Ebb. 
Mr. Cellophane. I don't know. They don't call me Mr. Anything. They just call me Larry, and you can too. Uh, in fact, I implore you to call me at 877-381-3811, filling in for Mark Levin, who will be back on Monday. Make sure you watch Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Fox News. It's going to be Benjamin Netanyahu and Representative Michael Waltz. Uh, did you see this image of uh, Leah Thomas winning the 500-meter freestyle at the uh, NCAA uh, Women's Swimming Championship meet? You saw the image? of Leah Thompson, biological male. When uh, Leah Thompson was swimming as a man at the University of Pennsylvania, Leah Thompson was ranked uh, like in the 500s, I think. A mediocre at best. But here's the thing. Uh, this is a person who trained and swam all through you know, uh, junior high and high school and, and did well on their high school team. Not well enough to get recruited by you know, a Pac-12 school. You know, it's not like they're in the Stanford swim team, right, or Virginia or any of the Big Ten schools or any of the powerhouses. You know, but, you know, got, got into a Ivy League school, University of Pennsylvania, and uh, and was mediocre. Ranked 200, 300, 500. It wasn't going to go to the championships, not by any stretch of the imagination was this person going to the But you know what? You train hard, you get a scholarship, you're a Division One athlete, and you get a great education at the University of Pennsylvania, and you use that to go on to your professional life. That's great. That's a great story. Right. A lot of people out there, a lot of young women who back in the in the 60s and 70s, they were denied any possibility of doing that because colleges didn't have a lot of female athletics. They didn't have a lot of women's athletics or a lot of guys who were able. The only entree they had to get to college was through that athletic scholarship or or to get recruited for a division one team in, in all of the sports, wrestling, football, baseball, basketball, whatever. And swimming, sure, swimming. You betcha swimming. Um, well, Leah Thompson is now on the women's team, and Leah Thompson won the national championship for the 500-meter freestyle. And Leah Thompson, uh, of course, is no longer a man, or, well, no longer competes as a man. I mean, by any other definition of what makes a man a man, Leah Thompson is a man. Uh, funny thing about about a swimming competition, you know, uh, you just wear a swimsuit, and that's it. And there was a picture of Leah Thompson there getting ready for this championship race, and that swimsuit, it, uh, well, it doesn't hide a thing. Very hard to hide anything when you're in a swimsuit, especially a racing swimsuit. So by any other definition, Leah Thompson is a man. And Leah Thompson went through puberty as a man and gained uh, m muscle tone and density bone density, and uh, and all of the regular developments that a male body would achieve during puberty, Leah Thompson was able to achieve those developments. Also, Leah Thompson, I think, is like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, which would be an extraordinary height for a woman, a biological woman, but, but not for a male athlete, not necessarily. Wingspan, all of those things that go along with being a great male swimmer with that kind of physique, Leah Thompson possesses those things. And Leah Thompson smoked the competition in the 500 free. Leah Thompson stood up on that podium, and you look at the second place, third place, fourth place finishers, and Leah Thompson dwarfed those women, dwarfed them. It was, it was a joke. <laughs> to be fair, to be honest, to be completely upfront with you, it was a joke. Can we stop this joke now?
Can we stop this charade? Can we stop this collective parlor game where we all pretend that we're going to go along with this thing and believe that a man can just call himself a woman and then compete and take an opportunity away from a genuine biological woman that that opportunity was designed for in the first place and say, nope, I know we fought these fights to make sure that there were women's sports at the collegiate level, and I know that we set aside all of these scholarships for young women so they could have entree to higher education and compete in collegiate sports and have a, a great future ahead of them, and I know that we award with Olympic opportunities those that are at the highest of their field and the women who finish and get the national championship. I know that we did all of that to help women, but now, now if a biological man decides that they want that opportunity, they can just take it. They can just take it from the woman. Can we, can we please just end all the pretending that we're doing about this? Can we just use our eyes and look at the reality before us? If you are a parent of a young woman who is currently competing either you know in basketball, swimming, track, softball, whatever sport that your daughter is competing in, and maybe in, in junior high right now, maybe in high school, have they come to you and voiced concern to you? Have, have your daughters come to you and said, why bother? Why bother? This is this is the first. Everyone said, oh, Leah Thomas is the first. Leah Thomas is the first. Yeah, you betcha Leah Thomas is the first. You don't think there will be more? You don't think this is the first of many? I'd love to hear your story if that's happened to you. If you've had this conversation with your daughters, what what what? how's that go? And by the way, what's it look like when your daughter tries to speak out about this, when your daughter tries to actually say this is wrong, the kind of bullying and intimidation, the silencing, we're hearing about it from Leah Thompson's, Thomas's uh, teammates. They said they're not allowed to. They have to deal with going into the locker room. Leah, let's just be clear. Leah Thomas has every single vivid characteristic of a 21-year-old male in the peak of their athletic condition. Every characteristic that a young man has, Leah Thomas has. I mean everything. All the equipment. And Leah Thomas has demanded access to that locker room. And to the shower. And according to the reports from anonymous teammates who will not speak with their name associated with, lest they be bullied and intimidated by their school, the University of Pennsylvania, According to these teammates, Leah Thomas is not very modest in the locker room. And last I checked, we as a society, we're supposed to try to protect our daughters. 877-381-3811. Uh, I'd love to hear what your conversations are like right now with your daughters if they're involved in athletics. But let's not pretend anymore. Can we just stop pretending? Now, I understand there's a vested interest in the, again, we're back to the media who love this story because they think they're being so correct and they're being so open-minded and they're being so tolerant and they're being so deferential. And, and listen, I, and, and I want to be clear here. This isn't about this individual. This is about our society. This is about our daughters.
and how courageous. There's one picture that I that really strikes me where the second, third, and fourth place finishers, the young women, the three of them grouped together, and 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 Leah Thomas with the first place finishes is a good eight to ten feet away from them, and those three young women grouped together because if it weren't for Leah Thomas, this would be the first, second, and third place finisher, right? So number two, number three, number four, the actual biological women in the race that should have been the top three finishers, they grouped together with their little trophies and they posed for a picture together. And it tells you everything you need to know. It tells you everything you need to know. Why why are we continuing to engage in this? Why are we bullied and intimidated from speaking out? I want to read you something real fast. This is from a person named uh, Julie Ertelt. She wrote this on her Facebook page, and she's been spreading. It's gone viral. She says, I realize for some this post is not going to be the most popular, but I feel like it needs to be said. I've already lost friends over my views on this matter, but I stand behind it. My heart breaks for the swimmers who are competing against the biological male swimmer today and have no chance of taking anything other than second place. I think back to my days in the pool and the dreams I had as I competed and moved up from elementary to middle school and then to high school and thoughts of competing in college. The early morning practices that began before sunrise, meticulously watching nutrition, weight training, a full day at school, and then practice afterwards, followed by homework and early bedtimes, just to do it all over again. The sacrifices of not going to school events and hanging out with friends, all because of a dream I was following. It's so unfair these girls who have sacrificed so much only have second place to be the best they can be because they're competing against a man. I don't want to hear this person has made the same sacrifices. This person has an advantage. All of these women do not, and it is not fair. In the off chance, people come to their senses and they take his medal away and award it to the true winner. The true winner will miss her chance to be on the podium, the celebration with her teammates, and the feeling of winning the race that she's won. This has got to stop, and we need to stand behind biological women in sports because it's not right. It's time to stop being afraid of standing up for what's right. Amen to that. Can we stop being afraid for standing up for what's right and the truth and the reality? It's so funny that all the people who try to try to tell you that they have some enlightened understanding of science and truth will smack you down and try to silence you and bully you and intimidate you if you don't call Leah Thomas she if you don't affirm that transgender women are women, if you don't say that there's anything unfair about this, they're the ones that claim to have science. They're the ones who claim to have truth. And don't you dare say the truth of what we see with our own very eyes. You must lie or else you will be ruined. That's where we are. And all those young women who have to tolerate this, they have to lie about it too and keep their mouth shut. Not here. Not here we won't. Can we stop this now? We see how this ends up. Who's speaking up for our daughters? Well, I'd like you to. Join me, please. 877-381-3811. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin. Mark Levin.
Larry O'Connor sitting in for Mark Levin today. He'll be back on Monday. By the way, I haven't had my, uh, my, uh, uh, that's right, I said it moment. Right, Mark Levin always. If you're if you're sitting in for Mark Levin, you you sort of design the moment where you can say, "That's right, I said it." I think I'm going to do that right now. Um, we're all watching the NCAA men's basketball tournament, right? We're watching our brackets, we're watching our favorite teams, we're watching all that stuff. Uh, let me just say something. You know, there's like 64 teams, although they got three teams doing the play-ins. So that's 67 teams. That means there is a 68th team out there. There is a 68th college basketball team that did not get invited to the big dance, as they like to say. Uh, young men, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, uh, a team, a basketball team that maybe had a 500 record, maybe a little better than 500. And the people who made the selections for the bracket, they decided that that team was not quite good enough. They're like the 68th best college basketball team in the country, and they did not get invited to the tournament. That team right there, the 68th best team in the country who did not even make it to the final tournament for the NCAA championships. I will tell you this, that team could play the champions of the women's professional basketball team, the WNBA. The WNBA champions, the best professional women's basketball player in this country. That team versus the 68th best college basketball team. And that college team of men would absolutely smoke the women's team. That's right, I said it. They would, and you know they would. You know they would. So where are where are the transgender women playing in the bat? They're coming. You know they're coming. And then you'll have WNBA player, players who will lose their jobs to a man, a biological man, playing basketball. And they'll be slam dunking, which you don't see in the WNBA. And it's got to stop. It's got to stop. And I know, well, what's the solution? What's the solution? I, I don't know. But I know whatever we're living with right now, this ain't the solution. Let's protect our daughters. Blake in California listening on uh, Sirius XM. Come on in here, Blake. You're on Mark Levin Show. Larry. Hey. You're you're starting fires today, aren't you? Yeah, well, let's not do that in <laughs> California. Because, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom will just let him burn. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. I'm actually from the Central Valley, super conservative area. But uh, my my nine year old daughter just started playing travel soccer, and we uh, we ended up in a, a a tournament in San Jose this past weekend. And um, there was two different boys playing in in the girls teams, and we seen them, you know, sidelining. And my daughter had asked me, and I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, that's that. Well, then we ended up playing one, and um, and she started questioning me more after, and I really didn't really didn't know how to answer, but she's asking me, why are boys playing with girls? Yeah. And I'm, you know, trying to verbalize this to her, and she's she's questioning, Dad, boys are different. Boys are bigger. Boys are stronger. And this is this is of my 9-year-old daughter. Yeah, even at 9 and 10 years old, that's true. Well, wait a minute, Blake. Is, this is not a co-ed league, so you're telling me that these are, there are 10-year-old boys who are identifying as 10-year-old girls right now, and the parents in the league and everyone's encouraging that at 10 years old? Exactly, exactly, and it's and it's all, and but it's you. It, in my nine-year-old daughter, and it wasn't just her. There was other girls on the team also questioning it. So at the same time, they're questioning it, and you put this this 
doubt in their head of what is what, what is right, what is wrong. And and I'm I'm a I got a big libertarian streak in me of hey, let them do what they do, just don't make me pay for it. Um, but yeah. again, I mean, if that's the way that these people want their kids, then they need to set up their own division in the league and recruit children for whatever, make it their own. But I, uh, 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 a child with a penis is a boy, and and that is it. There's no and Blake and Blake. They're telling us that we can't even say that simple truth right now. Yeah, Blake, thank you for that, and God bless you, and our prayers are, are with you as you raise your daughter in these very troubled times. Uh, Doug in St. Louis, real fast, Doug, I'll let you have the last word here. Go. Well, Doug? See, this happens every time when you say go real fast, and then they they don't go real fast. All right, that's all right. You know what? Let's finish with this. Let's take a moment to celebrate Emma Wayant. She is the woman who finished second, but she is the top female swimmer. She is the number one female swimmer in the 500-meter free, and she deserves our love and our support and our congratulations. Have a great weekend.